Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Two weeks, two nationally recognized programs. And the fans, the BYU fans, getting loud on defense. Listen to that. After a heartbreaker to Notre Dame, today the Cougars take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. We want to get back to what we're used to doing, and that's playing high-level football, and so it should be a great matchup for us. You're tuned to a special extended pregame coverage sponsored by the Cougar fans at UCCU. Here are Mitch Harper and Matt Bamonte on KSL News Radio. Good morning, Cougar Nation. It's not usual that Matt Biamonte and Mitch Harper here are bringing you pregame coverage at this hour on KSL News Radio, but we are stoked to be here. We're coming live from the new Burt Brothers location in Provo, Utah. We're giving away two BYU tickets to a sold-out football game. So if you are looking for tickets, get on down here, 241 West, 500 South, Put your name in a box. We're going to draw that at 11 a.m. So you got a little less than 90 minutes to get down here. Say hello to us. Come check out this new location. Maybe get your tires rotated or get an oil change and uh, have a good chance to win some football tickets, Mitch. Yeah, if you're heading uh, you know, from Salt Lake down south to, to this game, just get off of the Center Street exit in Provo, and just we're pretty close to the freeway, just a little bit south of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's right nearby, so you can head over to the game and get ready for BYU and Arkansas, which kicks off at 1.30 p.m. It's a, it's a day game. BYU football, they're, in the after, they're not in the afternoons anymore. They are in the afternoons today. We're getting some BYU football it, in the afternoon. And it's a wideout, so I, I think we're to the point where we can just disregard that instruction before the beginning of the game. Wear royal every football game. Last week it was black. This week it's white. So if you're going, wear white. Uh, it's always fun to see the wideout. Uh, it's been something that's been growing in popularity in recent years and – this BOU football team will be wearing a new helmet. So back-to-back weeks in which the BOU football team has a, new, a different uniform combination with helmets they've never worn before. We'll get to that a little bit later. But this is a very exciting matchup, Mitch, where, look, Arkansas, the thing they do best is what BYU struggles with the most. I think that's what I'm most interested in is BOU's rush defense has given up over 100 yards in every single game this year. Now, it's hard to hold people to under 100, so I'm not going to kill them for that. But in the past three of the past four weeks, they've given up 200 yards rushing on the ground. 
And the Hogs, I mean, they live and die by that name as they are one of the best running teams in all of college football. So that is certainly going to be a key storyline. Right now, though, it's the midpoint of the year. So I think it is fitting, and I love the piece you did on KSLSports.com. You gave out some midseason awards here on Cougar Sports Saturday Extended Pregame. We're going to give out some helmet stickers at the midway season point. Let's do that right now, Mitch. Cougar Sports Saturday Helmet Stickers. Which Cougars were the best of the best this week? Mitch and Matt dish out the helmet stickers to the Cougars' top performers. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, BYU, the helmet sticker, the offensive MVP. You can see my full breakdown on kslsports.com. Who's your offensive MVP through the first half? That helmet sticker for you, Matt. I think it's obvious, and I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you give that sticker to that individual in just a moment. So to to make the segment a little more interesting, <laughs> I think I would give a helmet sticker to Cody Epps. I just think he has been phenomenal. He leads the team in receptions with 25. He also leads the team in touchdown receptions with five TDs. So this is a player who was not expected to have this kind of role. And now he has become one of the favorite targets of Jaron Hall, and they have really needed him with so many guys coming in and out. Chase Roberts at one point was the go-to guy. He gets hurt. Puka's been hurt. Cody Epps has been there from day one. He's been reliable, and Jaron Hall loves throwing to him. It's a great pick. Uh, you know, Cody, I think it, I'm interested to see what maybe his evolution is in his BYU career. Is this kind of who he is? Can Is there another maybe gear or two in his BYU uh, trajectory because I, I kind of wonder is his ceiling that much higher or is this just who he is it, it's a really good receiver that's kind of one of the things I'm interested going forward with Cody I wouldn't bet against that guy yeah for me the offensive MVP is Jaron Hall just because I think that he showed last week when he is not at full strength this BYU offense can come to a complete halt and they only had 48 yards of offense they did show signs of life in that second half and credit to BYU that's in their DNA they're always going to be a team that competes for a full 60 minutes and they'll never give up and Jaron Hall is one of the big reasons for that let's go to the defensive side uh, for BYU this is a group that has been uh, in the headlines they're a a unit that draws a lot of criticisms whether fair or not Uh, I thought last week they made a lot of progress though but for the first six weeks it's kind of a mixed bag of of results who do you have as your defensive MVP at the midpoint of the season? Yeah, I think it has to be a linebacker, and I kind of went back and forth. Is it Max Tooley? Is it somebody else? I'm going to give my helmet sticker to somebody else, and that being Ben Bywater. I think he's had a a sneaky good season. He's not someone we've been talking about enough because Max Tooley's been so good, but Ben Bywater is leading the team in tackles with 46. He has a sack on the year. He has two interceptions. I just think and myself included, I think a lot of people thought, oh, well, Peyton Wilgar's coming back, Keenan Billy's coming back, Ben is not going to lead the team in tackles, he's not going to have the impact he did last year. Well, we were wrong because he's having a huge impact on this football team. So I think Ben Bywater's had another great year, and he gets my defensive helmet sticker. Good pick. Uh, I went with Max Tooley. I think because the impact that he's made from two pick sixes and then the interception last week, that was off a tip ball. But he's made the explosive plays yep. that Kalani Satake wanted to see from this defense all the way back in March when he talked to us on the first day of spring ball. And, uh, you know, Thule at times isn't always assignment sound. He's not the uh, 
uh, you know, a guy that executes the playbook to the T and does all the uh, the certain the mechanics and technique and things like that. But man, he just makes plays, and he'll throw his body at anyone. Sometimes it's a little bit risky. I mean, there there was that Oregon game where he led with his head. I'm like, just be a little bit careful there, Max. But he has been a playmaker, and that's just something that we haven't seen from BYU. It's interesting, too, Matt. We're talking about Ben Bywater and Max Tooley. Coming into the year, it was Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar, the returns of those guys. I think they've been good. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought Wilgar had a good week last week against Notre Dame, maybe the best game of his season thus far. But I think kind of, uh, I don't know I want to say underwhelming, but maybe not as uh, impactful as it, they were last year. That's the best way to put it. I, I think that that Bywater and Thule have been more impactful this year than Wilgar and Peely. Agreed. And let's uh, let's wrap this up with the special teams. And then i got to tell you, special teams have not been the strong suit of BOU football this year, so it was very difficult to find who I wanted to give this to. It, it definitely wasn't going to be a kicker. I considered Ryan Rico, but I think he's been a little underwhelming too, so mm-hmm. I can't give it to him. You know what has been on point all year? The snaps. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the special team sticker to Britt Hogan and Austin Riggs, the long snappers. I think they've done a great job. There's never been a missed kick or a missed PAT that you can say what happened on the snap. That part has always been there. So I'm giving them my helmet sticker. I like that. I mean, you know what? Those are guys that never get any sort of praise, never any. Uh, accolades, but man, when those snaps are go sideways, then they're always in the headlines. And <laughs> we haven't talked about them at all, so they are doing their job. My special teams helmet sticker for the midseason MVP is going to be Hobbs Nyberg. Last week, that uh, return against Notre Dame was what be- gave BYU life uh, in that first half. It was the result of uh, BYU's touchdown against the Irish in that first half. So I thought Hobbs Nyberg uh, has been a pleasant surprise for BYU. He's had uh, an average about 16.8 yards per punt return, uh, 24.6 yards on kickoff returns. Uh, I mean, I don't look at him as – I mean, it, the return game in, in general in college football, it's, in football in general, it's getting phased out. It's not as impactful as it once was. Long gone are the days of James die, you punt, you die, and he's popping off for five <laughs> or six touchdowns in a season. Those days are numbered. But Nyberg has been pretty solid. He's been – uh, a lot more uh, secure with the football this year because last year there was a few muff punts. He would recover them, but uh, I think he's done a nice job, and I'll give Hobbs Nyberg uh, the edge there. But it's, it seems like there's always been a storyline with the special teams, whether it was kickoffs in week one, uh, the field goals. I mean, it, it's just been a roller coaster for that group, and Nyberg, I think, is one of the guys that stood out above the rest. I like that pick a lot, and I, I love how fearless he is too. He does not want to call a fair catch. No. And I, I appreciate that about him because he changed that football game against the Irish. It's unfortunate that he didn't get more opportunities because the defense couldn't force punts and get off the field. But uh, Hobbs Nyberg uh, had a, a big impact, and I think he's a very solid punt returner for BYU. And, and they need it because, let's be real, the field position battle, too, hasn't always went BYU's way this year. They've been starting behind the eight ball in a lot of series. They had a series start on the one-yard line. Last week, so any chance Hobbs Nyberg can get them into the positive is a, is a big is a big deal for BYU football. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.